right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, I am your host, the Commodore. And with me, from a distance. From a distance. You look like my friend. You actually know the words. You actually know the words to that? Yeah, of course. You are. Who doesn't know the word to every single Bette Midler song? You are such a Bette Midler fan, and I don't know what that means. No, I don't. I I literally know of maybe three Bette Midler songs. Are there more? Maybe. The world will never know. Uh, Surely you did not connect to this podcast in order to hear us talk about Bette Midler, but you might have. I did not, and don't call me Shirley. Yeah, oh, yeah, very, very good. Very good. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, in, 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 let's a moment of silence for Leslie Nielsen, everybody. Oh, too soon. Um, yeah. Speaking of Leslie Nielsen, he was part of a Hollywood complex that we're going to talk about this very evening. Oh, yeah, that's right. We are, right? Isn't that what the topic is? That was, the kind, I, that was kind of the I point, just, this whole thing. I just changed the topic in the chat to this. So if we're going to change topics, we need to change it now. Nope, that's it. We're going to okay. fix Hollywood so they need to listen to us. All right, so this was this this one was uh, was straight out of your mind here. This one this one is about uh, the topic du jour of of this here program, this here podcast, this here web zone. Happens to be, has Hollywood lost its way? That's the question we're going to ask. See, it's a question topic, so we're going to answer it. Take that. Uh, for those of you that that uh, follow the program, realize that there are three portions of the program. That happens only to be one of which, which is the topic du jour. The two other parts. Consists firstly of the TNB. That's the tids and bits. You don't know what it is. Go watch another one of our episodes from the past. Uh, and we'll talk about a couple things there. And then we're going to get into, after the topic du jour, the third portion of the program, question and answer. If any of you have questions that you would like us to answer, and why wouldn't you? Let's yeah. just be honest. The, how would they do that? Dang right. it. Dang it. Or... You want help with your homework? If you've been watching the last episode, which apparently we did pretty well. I got retweeted on that, so we did okay on that. Was this the one about a parallelogram? I had to, yes. I actually had to talk to a coworker today, and we had to recall theorems for like a parallelogram. And first off, what exactly a parallelogram was? It's been a little while. Right. Yeah, parallelogram. Uh, the definition of parallelogram, I think I'd probably do pretty well with. I don't remember a single formula I used in high school. Well, not so much formula. Basically, we just needed to figure out if it if like parallelogram is two parallel sides. Yeah. Like 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 each of the two sides are parallel. First of all, it's a four side figure. Each of the two sides, opposite sides, are parallel, and each of the two opposing angles are the same. Are, are, uh, are uh, complementary to one hundred eighty. Yes, degrees. complementary angles. See? No. See? Not complementary. Not complementary. They yeah, have to be the same. If it's complementary, it's trapezoid. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Good call. See? Yep. See? Look at this. Always thinking. Listen, if you want to talk about mathematics, <laughs> you came to the wrong friggin' place. No, actually, you didn't. Yeah, well, uh, so far. I mean, we're, we're, this is not a math podcast, I promise. No, it's a Bette Midler podcast. It's a Bette Midler podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the we Bette Midler cast. Because we know three songs. Uh, uh, beaches? Or is that a movie? Beaches. Beaches wasn't a song, was it? Millions of beaches. Beaches, beaches for me. me. All right. So, um, no, we are wow. actually, if you want to ask us a question about anything that we talk about today, including Bette Midler or mathematics, you can do so. Or if you just want to ask us a question about life in general, the housing market, gravy, Ooh, housing whatever market. you want to do. I am looking right now at uh, subdividing my plot of land. So if you have any recommendations on how to do that, please Now's let me know. the time to let it out. There you go. Um, 
Anyway, Oops. you might be asking yourself, how do you ask a question? All you have to do to oh, yeah, ask right. a question. If you're in the chat, you're following along with us, and I see a steady stream of people coming in the door right now, which is good. Just click on my name, Commodore128. Cool. Send me a private message. That's how you get it done. Cool. Also, conversely, if you are not following along with us in the chat, then all you have to do is tweet at it's the Commodore, and I'd be glad to answer your question if it's good, if it's okay, live on the air. Okay? Good. Are cool. we all friends still? Good. Mostly. All right. What we got? TNB. You ready to rock and roll? Let's do this. What do yep. you got? <clears throat> you want me to go first? You want you to go yeah, first? Yeah, you go first. I always go first. So No, you don't. Oh, okay. Sure. Piece of crap. Uh, HBO. <laughs> Looking at the tape, you're correct. <clears throat> Pardon me. HBO uh, had a little leak problem with uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, perhaps you had the, heard. The diaper wasn't tight enough? Well, no, you're going in a bad direction. Um, yeah. Now you know what happens when, when you a new dad hears the word leak. Uh, now you know. Knowing is half the battle? And knowing is half the battle. Um, no, the first four episodes of this new season, uh, season five of Game of Thrones, was leaked. Uh, usually they send these out to various uh, news or, or you know, entertainment yeah, organizations, reviewers, reviewers yeah. some might even say. And uh, they just got plastered on the internet like a month or so ago. And uh, yeah, so uh, they are apparently going to be uh, taking steps to prevent that in the future. Uh, basically, for the most part, they're going to have their own little streaming site, and they're going to give out, you know, passwords and such, logins Sitch. to these various, to these uh, organizations, and they'll have to log in. And if, if they suddenly notice a million people logging in, like literally a million people downloaded and watched these uh, these leaked episodes, so if they have a huge search, they can just shut it down. Well, have the, you seen the episodes? Well, yeah, the, they've already been. You saw the episodes. I, well, yeah, they already released the first four episodes on HBO. Yeah, I know. I've seen that. I'm, what I'm asking is... <laughs> so, yes, I've seen them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, got, I get what you're saying. Yes. I, what, what we've we've, really we've asking, also gone through the first four episodes of the season. Right, right. What I was yeah. asking was, had you seen them before they went live? Maybe. Oh, look at you. Unbelievable. I don't believe this. I, was, I, was, I don't believe this. No, no, I was discussing with someone at work because there was one person who had not, who refused to watch them, and there was another person who just ran right through them. And... Uh, I was being torn in between. It was rough. I uh, I refused to do it. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's not like I, I'm going to sit here and be high and mighty about, uh, about uh, you know, uh, not downloading those illegal episodes. But, I you know, I, I think the season's been really good so far. <laughs> so I can't really take anything away from those guys. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not sure. I actually do prefer a good quality experience with those things. So... You know, I like watching everything in HD or, or even on demand in HD. Um, you don't get that if you if you download the episodes, so you get the standard definition with like watermark experience. So I, I don't like that. I, I'd rather not know what's going on and then see it in, in beautiful high definition and have that kind of an experience than just you know know what's going on. I agree. Right. Uh, so so anyway, that's just a little bit of update on uh, on HBO doing their thing right there. Mm-hmm. Learning to live in the world of the internet. Yeah, which which Game of Thrones has is a is a great example of being yep. the most pirated show of all time, but being probably the most popular <laughs> show on television. It's, fu it's funny because HBO execs normally are kind of proud of that. Yeah. You know, they're like, "Yeah, we're the most pirated because we're awesome." Blah blah right. blah. This one was a bit too far, I think, for them. <laughs> I think so, and yeah. I think uh, I think also. You know, if they didn't have the most popular show, it probably would have offended them a lot more. Yes. 
Let's put it that way. It's it, you know everything's fun in games when you're losing kicking the crap out of the competition. What do you got? Uh, what do I got? I have. <clears throat> so uh, I, we've talked about it several times um, on this here program. Uh, the good old games gog, if you will, goodoldgames.com um, has, uh, which is a, a company I believe it's based in Eastern Europe. Or uh, mm. yeah, I think it's Eastern Europe. I think it's. I think it's. It might be Poland. I'm not sure. Svenski anyway, Porka. Right, something like that. It's got a lot of vowels. It's got a lot of consonants in it. I should say. Svenski um, Plika. <laughs> right. Lots of lots of consonants <laughs> together that you can't actually say. I had worked with uh, someone. He knew how to say in Swedish. Yeah. Little boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was like, what? Anyway, I it, depending on who they are, it might be better than little girl. Well. Actually, he also knew that, too. Oh, okay. So then he didn't... That wasn't the only thing he knew. Yeah. We knew other things, too. Svenski right. Porka and Svenski Flika. Something like that. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're ready to go. You might as well just... I'm ready to go sing. to Sweden. That's all I need. You could, you could sing an entire Oingo Boingo song. <laughs> if you wanted dun, dun, to. Dun, 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 dun. Svenski Flika. <laughs> that was actually kind of more like like the B-52s. Yeah, that was that was like the Talking Heads version. Uh, um, anyway, so yeah, anyway. I, yeah, I think we got some confirmation. They're out there out of Poland. Anyway, um, Good Old Games is fantastic for those of us that love retro video games. Or games that are kind of almost retro, but not quite yet, but we still want to play them, and we can't really support them on current systems. Um, anyway, quick commercial for Good Old Games. All you have to do is uh, go over there, and you can find what they do is they take old games that have either um, really, you know, developed a ton of dust over time and just sitting on a shelf doing nothing, or games that, um, quite frankly, aren't even available anymore, vaporware even, um, and take them back, get them, get them working on newer systems. And by newer systems, I really just mean the PC, but they also make them for Linux and Mac OS. Um, in any case, once they... Uh, once they do that, then they offer them for sale at what I think to be very reasonable prices mm-hmm. um, so that you can enjoy on modern contemporary systems uh, the, the, the games that maybe you played a lot or didn't play enough from the past. Uh, that is not the news. The news is that <laughs> like, today, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Not, maybe not today. Maybe it was yesterday. Yesterday, I think they announced <laughs> that they are launching a uh, Steam-type service called good old games galaxy yep. which will just like steam kind of develop a community in around with samsung not just in conjunction with samsung and star and, and starfleet and htc and beats audio and facebook and facebook and dr dre um, and dr pepper and yes and dr pepper and but really Bar- they're the same thing and barack obama and zombie osama bin laden by the way, the the new opening to the ta- to Tosh Bueno where Barack Obama reads the warning about videos is is really very funny. You should check that out. Um, <clears throat> why do I know that? I don't know. I just I can't stay away from Tosh Bueno. What are we talking about? Uh, we're not talking about anything. <laughs> Good old games, Galaxy is what we're talking about. Damn it! All right, sure. Now now we're talking about something. So they are uh, the, the thought is they're going to offer new games and kind of you know. Also, not really with their their history, or not in conjunction with their history. They they have kind of you know very large games, big big games that are difficult to download. The way Steam does, the way you know um, several of the publishers have tried to create, like EA have treated uh, game services like that. I'm excited about good old games getting into that space because I think there's 
not that we need any more places to find new games, but because I think it's kind of cool to be able to develop communities around old games. Many of you might actually be tuning into us right now because you'll happen to like old video games. We do too. You're at home with us. Uh, anyway, good old games, having a community around that, having um, you know s- some more of the kind of contemporary, you know, uh, 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 trappings of a, of a contemporary app or website around some of these great old games is cool. So anyway, I thought that was that was newsworthy. That's what I got. All right, a <clears throat> uh, little bit of tidbit here: uh, Oculus Rift has been announced to be released uh, to general consumers. Uh, you capitalism pigs. In, I don't know where that came from. And I don't know. That's right. Yeah. Q one of two thousand sixteen. Uh, now, uh, I mean, we've been talking about Oculus. Rift, well, we everyone's been talking about Oculus Rift for geez, three four years now. So, yeah, finally on the verge of an actual date when things will be released and people can play games on it. Uh, I believe Steam VR is going to come out first. Huh. This year, uh, that's the one in conjunction with HTC. Uh, yep. Then you also have Project Orpheus on the horizon. There, there seem to be quite a bit of uh, contenders. Yeah, I mean, for hey, what seems would... to be a pretty niche market. You know, I, w- I would, I would probably agree with that. I mean, we've had this conversation as a topic du jour, so there's no reason to dive back into it. But sure, I, I agree. I mean, I, I I'm not so sure that um, this is going to last. too is this the new 3D TV? <laughs> you know. We'll soon see when Nobody they buys 3D it. TVs anymore. Nobody. <sighs> unless you're forced to. Um, <clears throat> well, unless you want a bargain. Yeah. Well, the new thing is 4K TVs, so we'll see. Yeah, 4K. Can't, can't even push 4K video to it, but you can buy it. That's great. Let's watch YouTube. It's like, it's like wireless AC routers. Like, hey, I got uh, gigabit streams, and I have a 20-meg pipe from Comcast. Like, good luck, buddy. Well, you guys got to need to get on Google Fiber like I'm going to. Be like you're gonna as soon as they day. show up damn it give me like five years um by the way this echo screen live is being broadcast into you in beautiful 4k 4k actually no not uh, at all no not at all not at all we can't even do a quarter of that you're lucky you're uh, getting 720p yeah you, you take yeah. it you lick it in my day we appreciate our 720p that's right we 360 was was like overwhelmingly good oh yeah we're I don't know. I'm just going to stop that right there. Um, <clears throat> so there's we, that. We were happy with 1040Q resolution on our on our screens, and we thought that was damn good. Uh, 1024 by 768. I mean. So there's that. There's we've talked about Oculus Rift before. We'll soon have yeah. some answers as to whether or not it will be a viable gaming system. Technology is cool. interesting. We'll see. Uh, did you have did you, did you have any other tids or bits? You know, I'm I'm good with 20 minutes here. Why don't we All just right. kind of keep on moving? Well, I got one more thing. Oh, go ahead. Okay, go real ahead. quick. Yeah, go ahead. I assume you have not seen Avengers: Age of Ultron. I have not. I got to see it last night. Okay. I liked it. Okay. Thought it was good. Liked it better cool. than the first Avengers movie. Oh, that is that is breaking news. That's you right. liked it better than the first Avengers. I movie? did, and I really liked. The as first I recall, Avengers you like yeah. As I recall, you liked the first. Uh, it's it's different. Uh, I was a little worried with all the characters they got to squeeze in there, but I thought they yep. did a very good job. Um, I give everybody a little little screen time. Having said that, it's like over two two hours and twenty minutes long. I I would I'd like to you see an to. extended cut. If, if you if you do the math, yeah. If they just put every character on for five minutes, they're probably going to be <laughs> two hours. Well, there's lots of scenes with so. multiple characters. I would like to see an extended cut. I think that'd be interesting because I'm sh- I from what I understand, there's a lot on the cutting room floor. 
Uh, but Joss Whedon uh, was, who is not coming back to direct any more Marvel movies after this. Because really? he, he kind of got burnt out on this. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I believe it. He said his goal was to make the make Age of Ultron shorter than the first Avengers movie. And he did by one minute. So Hey, there you go. See? Congratulations. That's right. Cut out a couple seconds here, a couple seconds there. Boom. Then that's it. So yeah, I, w- I would suggest it. I'm excited for more. More Marvel. No, you're not. <laughs> I am. I mean, funny considering our topic for the day, but... Yeah, it is kind and, of interesting considering the topic. What is that topic du jour? Uh, the topic du jour, as I referenced before, is the idea of, of Hollywood losing its way. And more so, pointedly, we can ask the question, has Hollywood lost its way? Where do you want to start with this one? Nope. All right. Time for the Q&A. All right. Yeah. And <laughs> we're done. I can't wait for more Marvel movies. <laughs> Boy, did you, see, did you see that Batman versus Spider-Man trailer? It's going to be Man, awesome. freaking great. <laughs> okay. Is that Ben Affleck? Holy crap. Um, wow, Daredevil got gray hair. Anyway, um, so uh, this is something I was, I was thinking about and uh, searching around on the Googles. I actually found a post <clears throat> from a few years ago, uh, not co- uncoincidentally called, Has Hollywood Last Lost Its Way? Yes. Has Hollywood lost its way? Has Hollywood lost its way? It's wicked smart. Um, anyway. Has uh, Hollywood uh, lost its way? And there's an infographic because you can't really, you can't make good points unless you have an infographic. So That's 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 why the internet is so amazing. So I'm putting this up for the video chatters and, and, and watchers. If you're on a podcast, let me, let me describe to you and paint a picture with my words. <clears throat> So this is the top 10 films U.S. gross uh, for for four decades, starting in the, this, this post a few years old, old. So it started in 1981, ended in 2011. And uh, you, know, you have three types of movies here. Originals, adaptations, and sequels. So, mm-hmm. uh, so for example, 1981, there were, I believe, top 10 films. Seven of them were, at, were, were originals. Uh, this includes Raiders of the Lost Ark, Arthur, Stripes, Cannonball Run, Time Bandits, etc., etc. Um, sequels. Did you say Arthur? Arthur was the wow. fourth grossing movie in 2000. Isn't or, sorry, that crazy? Where is Dudley Moore? Is he alive? I think he's alive. He's probably he's alive. rolling around on balls of money. You think so? He's probably living like Arthur right now. Wow. And there are so many people born in 1990 and later who have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> but that's my point. Arthur <laughs> was a top grossing movie and no one even knows. Anyway, keep going. All right, good. Anyway, would it help if I sang Christopher Cross? No. Between the moon and New York City. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't really. Know Everybody the words. knows that. Now you don't know Arthur. Now you do know Arthur. When you get caught, that's what it is. Between when the moon. When you get caught. Between the moon and New York City. I know it's crazy, but it's true. But it's true. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Um, the only sequels were Superman 2 and For Your Eyes Only. That's Superman and, ba- and Batman, James Bond. And yep. then On Golden Pond, which is an adaptation probably of a book. Yep. Um, you get to 1991 and suddenly there's only one original movie. You want to guess what that is? Wait, say that again. What year? 1991. One decade later. One decade later, there was one original movie. We went from seven to one. In 1991. Man, that's going to be tough. Top uh, ten films. 1991, I will say, jeez, this is tough. I'll say... You're not going to get it. 
I'm not going to get it. I'll say... Uh, Come on, come on, it's I only had, an hour show. I know, I know. I just had some really ridiculous <laughs> ideas in my head, but I'm not going to say them. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I'll say, I'll say it was. Uh, <laughs> oh, I hate you. It was, it was Aladdin. No. Okay. No. Uh, it was City Slickers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, City Slickers is a good movie. You shut up. Now, now, all of you that, that know and love Disney, when did Aladdin come out so I can get killed? I thought it was 91, but maybe not. No, no, Beauty and the Beast came out no, in 91. No, it was 92. It was 92. Okay. I, I, okay. Uh, okay. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. All you, all you <laughs> okay. Disney fans out there. Beyond that, we have sequels like Father of the Bride. Wait, that was a sequel? Father of the Bride 2. Uh, I think he also means remakes in this. Planet of the Grey Wolf. Father of the yes. Bride was a remake. Naked Gun 2 and a half. Terminator 2. And then we have adaptations like Hook, Adam's Family, Beauty and the Beast, etc., etc. 2001, we're back up to two original movies. We've got Monsters, Inc. and Pearl Harbor. Yay. Pearl Harbor sucked. A lot of... <clears throat> and then we're about, again about split between sequels and adaptations. 2011, uh, we have no original movies in the top ten. We have eight sequels and two adaptations. Those those sequels, including Harry Potter 6, Transformers 3, Twilight Part 4, Hangover Part 2, Pirates of the Caribbean 4, Fast 5, Cars 2, and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Fast 5 was bad enough, but we, we just, just wait till we, we fast forward that conversation. Okay, so looking at that trend, it looks like, oh man, we've gone from seven original films to zero across three decades. Yeah. Let's add a little bit more context to this. I'd love to know what it was in like 78, too. Like, it seems like a an all too easy uh, <clears throat> window for them to be looking at where potentially there was a lot of original movies in that first year. Well, we could look that up, but let, let's actually look at the uh, the latest the latest year we got. Yeah, okay. uh, a full year of data. These are yep. <clears throat> total grosses of all movies released in 2014. Yep. Uh, I think we're, we're we might be comparing apples and oranges. I want no. This is domestic gross. U.S. gross. Um, we have, <clears throat> I'm going to have to go off the seat of my pants here, but the top 10 include, uh, American Sniper, which is an adaptation of a book, Hunger Games, uh, Mockingjay, which is an adaptation of a book, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is an adaptation of a comic book, Captain yep. America Winter Soldier, adaptation of a book, The Lego Movie, which I would classify as an original movie. Yeah, I would too. I mean, it's derivative of a toy. But not yeah. any sort of storyline. No, with yeah, those toys. I mean, Lego Movie Two: Clan of the Gray Wolf <laughs> will absolutely be a sequel. Then we have Battle, uh, Hobbit: Battle of the Five Armies, Transformers: Age of Extinction. Those are sequels. Maleficent yep. is an adaptation, I would say. X Men: yep. Days of Future Past adaptation, and then Big Hero Six, which is an Original. adaptation. Oh, is it? Is it an adaptation? That is, I believe, a a comic book. But I mean, I, I thought it was more of like a love story to a style versus an actual adaptation. No, I, I do I'm believe wrong. it's an actual okay. comic book. Okay, well, what do I know? Regardless, so you have one original movie. Original movies aren't completely dead in terms of big budget, big yeah. sellers. What I more see with this list, and let me put this back up again, is more like after the 80s or maybe even sometime in the 80s, mm -hmm. adaptations and sequels really started to become big. Yes. Uh, now, what's the reasoning for that? Is that because, and this is this is bringing up the question after ten minutes of pre prelude here. Sorry. Is that because 
Hollywood is culturally bankrupt. I think usually this is what people kind of fall back to is, mm. oh, there's no more ideas in Hollywood anymore. Blah, 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 blah. Most, mostly hipsters. They got nothing. Yeah. Uh, and it's been just been getting worse with every decade. Well, first off, yeah. I would challenge that it's been getting worse every decade. I think it's gotten consistently bad, bad since about 1990, roughly. <clears throat> why is that? Uh, yeah. I would say roughly. Uh, why is that? Well, I think because at that point you have a lot more to draw from. If you look yeah. at a lot of these adaptations of stories, mm-hmm. they come from television shows. Right. And they come from books and they come from comic books, which right. weren't around in the golden age of Hollywood, you know, back well, in the 40s and 50s. They, at the very least, they were also probably, I mean, comics have certainly been around since since the 20s, but... There's well, yeah, the, but I mean, but they, but my point is they were they were looked at as being most Marvel properties weren't popular. inartistic. Yeah, most Marvel properties weren't around or even popular until the sixties on. Comics and, were were seen as as the lowest form of art that can possibly be created. And yes, Andy is correct. I really meant to say creatively bankrupt, not culturally bankrupt. Although you know, depending on who no, you no, are, no, culturally, culturally, you could make a good argument for that too. But, but all right, uh, I will say, we'll say creatively bankrupt. And then the second um, thing is sequels. So that covers adaptations. What about sequels? Well, yeah. yeah. If you have, we're now up to over a hundred years worth of Hollywood history. Yeah, you're going to have more sequels because you're going to have a lot more to draw from. And I mean, actually, actually, literally, I I found this out while doing some research before the show. The very, I believe, the very first sequel will celebrate its hundredth birthday next year, and that would be Fall of a Nation. Which is the sequel to Rise of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. Or Birth of a Nation, sorry. Yeah. You're correct. Um, so there you go. We're about to celebrate 100 years of sequels. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, this is not new. Uh, it, it's just gotten, quote unquote, worse because there's more to draw from. Yeah. So I, and, I, and I'm let's, gonna, let's, let's I will, be frank. It's easy, you know, quote unquote, easy money. True. I will, I will counter that argument by saying that I, I, I actually think. <clears throat> I mean, let, let's go down that list again that we were talking about. I don't, we don't need to say every single one of them, but but I'm just thinking this back, past right? year. You mean? Yeah. If, if we look at if we look at all uh, all the movies that that were sequels and adaptations and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I think you can say is that a lot of those movies, not certainly not all of them, certainly not all of them, but a lot of those movies were actually pretty good. In fact, they were they were in some maybe they weren't necessarily great movies. Mm. Uh, they were certainly made by competent people uh, that competently make movies. Well, and then you also have Transformers Age of Extinction. Right. And I was not counting that on the list. My, my point is, if you if I th- of course, there's more material. That's that's your point. And I, I'm not saying I, I, I don't I disagree with that necessarily. But I would say that there's also more content that is consistently better now as a result of that too because filmmaking has become a lot of this by the way is because of television and the renaissance of television but but filmmaking has largely become a medium where you have to be able to make you know make money in in a format that can tell a story in an hour and a half and get the heck out of the way right but still be compelling and still be competently made thing to do um Let's talk about where the where the the cultural um, and creative credence was paid before. 
this moment you're talking about in time in the early 80s, if you fast forward, or I'm sorry, if you rewind about six, seven years, maybe even a little bit longer. You mean like the mid-70s? Mid-70s. You have the renaissance of the auteur in Hollywood, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This is the George Lucas, the Francis Ford Coppola, the Steven Spielbergs, right? Um, You know, uh, Stanley Kubrick, right? All of these folks that came to define for really until today, right? I mean, think about the best filmmakers. Uh, Steven Spielberg still making movies, right? That was an era that defined the auteur, the film school graduate original movie auteurs. Mm -hmm. Star Wars was not a sequel or an adaptation. It came from the <clears throat> somewhat suspect mind of George Lucas. True. Okay? Although it was based off of a lot of those old serials from sure. the 1950s. Sure, but, but, that's but fine. it's not an adaptation. Right. That, that's, that's, that's called borrowing, not stealing. There's a difference. <laughs> um, but my point is that was the age, that was, that was when everybody started to say, oh my God, wow, movies are like, are like art, man. <laughs> uh, no, it, it wasn't necessarily just that. It was that, you know, Steven Spielberg makes Jaws. Jaws becomes a huge blockbuster. We've talked about this before on the show, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jaws becomes a huge, huge blockbuster, but Jaws becomes a movie in a, in a lineage of like Alfred Hitchcock, right? Where, where, you know, he makes this brilliant film that barely shows the shark, right? Um, and there's this whole age of, of movies that begin in that period that are so re- renowned for their directorial expertise these are these are the best directors in the world well if we fast forward right to today that's not what the best directors are paid to do right jj abrams who's arguably the director right now in hollywood uh, at least I, one that is some people would definitely argue argue that. I, uh, <clears throat> fine but what you, what <laughs> i don't think you could say is he's he's not among the top five right mm-hmm he is at the people call him because they know things are going to be safe with him. And the reason why is because he it isn't just they're not paying him to come up with a new concept. They're paying him to save old concepts. Right. Yeah, that's still creative. That's still, you know, that's still an, an incredibly creative venture. Right. That's still very artistic. It just happens to be that he is particularly good at taking stuff that has already been done and, and, and breathing fresh air and fresh life into it to make it into a contemporary movie. So J.J. Abrams does not sit on the same level as a, as a George Lucas. You know that. I know that. Doesn't carry the same cachet with it, right? He doesn't carry the same cash either. Oh, uh, that, and that ain't going to happen until he comes up with something original. Come on. <laughs> Come on, J.J. Anyway, uh, and, and he can sell the toys. But the point is, th- th- I guess that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, to me, it's a different art form, but it's, it, it, it's because the film served a different purpose in the 70s and then into the 80s than it does today. You know, today, you have, you have people like J.J. Abrams get, you know, and Joss Whedon getting challenged. Their, their creative challenge is not come up with the new greatest idea in the universe. It's take something that that's here and breathe new life into it or make this work on the screen or make this work in a way that people will want to come and see it as with universal appeal. And that I think is an artistic challenge that a lot of people like JJ Abrams, Joss Whedon and the like hmm. take on. Does that make sense? I'd say that makes sense. 
I'd say that makes sense. But all right. So 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 I, so in, in, in what I guess what I'm arguing is that that means Hollywood hasn't lost its way. It's just continuing right on its way. Damn it! I right? thought you were going to argue the opposite of of what I was going to say. I mean, I could do that too. But I, I you're kind of going about it in a different way than I was. Yeah, but, but <clears throat> well, that's that's kind of how we always do, right? Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I don't necessarily think Hollywood's lost its way because of all the stuff. You know, the, the you, know, you can't say oh they're just remaking stuff or, or you know all these these different items. I think there's better stuff. There's there's more movies that are better, more better movies, more better, more comma better comma movies um, than there was before. And I think you know to a certain extent that that's because movies are by and large better today. And they're more entertaining. And at, and at the end of the day, to me, Hollywood exists and to create you know creative, entertaining content for people to watch. Okay, I, I don't think I don't disagree with that actually uh, necessarily because I think for the most part there are very highly entertaining movies that come out. Like I just said, Age of Ultron is a is a an adaptation, I guess you could say, of of existing stuff <clears throat> and also a sequel. Mm-hmm. But I was highly entertained by it. I thought it was great. <clears throat> so here's a question that kind of also spurred this whole thing in my mind. Is that um, Star Wars, uh, Episode 7, coming out later this year. Yep. Uh, heard of this? I, I've heard of it. Um, would Star Wars be a big deal today? Like if Star Wars 1970s Star Wars. Yeah, like 1970s Star Wars... With updated, yeah. you know, explosions, uh, explosions and, and yeah. stuff like that. Michael Bay. Michael Bay Star Wars. Basically, yeah. would anyone give a crap about it? Or is it really a relic of the 70s that is still being, you know, it's it's still, like, you can still make sequels based off of it because yeah. it has that cachet, because people fondly remember it? I think it's a relic. Yeah. And, and I, I saw. I partially was thinking this because I saw the new Red Letter Media video, uh, which yep. was kind of making fun of, well, lots of things <laughs> with the, trailers with, in with, general. With the new trailer, with uh, reaction videos on YouTube, and and uh, talking about how the oh, new movie is going to suck because it's going to have a really thin plot, and Han Solo was like doesn't really do anything. He's like, oh wait, that's kind of like Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of taking himself down a peg because normally he's like, oh, Star Wars is the greatest thing ever. Oh my god. You know, yeah. Uh, so it's and it, and it was very interesting thought. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, movies like some movies truly are timeless. Uh, uh, they will be good no matter what. Uh, movies like The Godfather, yeah, are really just like that movie could come out today. You know, if you wanted to update the visuals a little bit, but yeah. it would still be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, movies like Star Wars probably wouldn't make it in today's well, world. you know, here's the thing. The the appetite for these kinds of things has changed as well. Right? We we go through culture. This is why this is the cultural question I thought you were talking about when you saying cultural um you know, lost its cultural way, I guess is 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 the one way to say it. Uh, you know, rom-coms incredibly popular still, just like they were in the 90s, right? Animated movies, incredibly popular still, just like they were in the 90s. Um, you know, a lot of things don't change, but there are some things that, that, uh, that definitely do. I'm not so, you know, the, the cheap-ass horror film is now one every month. 
right? Ah, uh, yeah, and a lot. I mean, the horror genre is probably one of the worst offenders, if you call it offense, in terms of remakes. Exactly, and, and not only not even just remakes, but but just endlessly chopping up a concept <clears throat> and just taking that same concept and rinse, you know, lather, rinse, repeat. And, right? and, and I mean, you, I think you really, it, it's even worth noting that perhaps the. Uh, if you're talking about the degradation of Hollywood quality, you really have to separate it by genre. Um, yes. Because like I, I was just talking about, The Godfather was great and is great, and that's drama. Uh, and it was Star revered Wars at the aged. time. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was a, it was <clears throat> a top seller. I'm, I, what I'm saying is that there are a lot of movies now that are revered mm-hmm. that like, are not at all top sellers. Like Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, which is both Absolutely. revered. Which is a cinematic a masterpiece. masterpiece. Paul Blart, oobledoobadoo. Um, (laughs) but uh, I'm going back Uh, there are a few good points here Uh, first the Ragnarok tuba which is kind of awesome name has commented uh, Hollywood blockbusters ruined it ruined it up which top grossing films were not released in the summer season Uh, looking back at last year's 2014 domestic gross except one uh, well I mean here's what was not American Sniper was in December Hunger Games Mockingjay was in November. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy was August. So that's that's uh, summer. Captain America: Winter Soldier was April. We'll call that summer. Yeah, ish. That's summer. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Lego Movie was February. Uh, Definitely not. The summer. Hobbit: Battle of the Five Armies was December. Transformers yeah. right smack in the middle of the summer. Uh, Maleficent: X Men summer summer. Big Hero Six was November. So. Of those, you had arguably five that came out in the summer. Yeah. And some of those were some of the best movies of the year. I think many, many people highly enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, which came out right in the middle of the summer. Captain America Winter Soldier is cited by many as the best Marvel movie. Like, many people argue between those two as the best Marvel movies. Huh. Uh, I would say. <clears throat> have you even seen both of them? Have you seen either I have, of them? I saw the first first one i haven't seen uh, you sickened me um why Why? you keep talking about all these marvel movies and how much you're bashing hollywood for the remakes and then you you i'm not bashing hollywood for the remakes that's what i'm saying is that you know just because it's a re well not necessarily remake remakes are a lot more hit or miss sequels or adaptations don't necessarily need to be bad if they're done very well the only crap fest i really see on here is transformers age of extinction you know yeah. Half of these top 10 movies came out in the summer. Half did not. Yeah. I mean, so, so I mean, to, to bring it back to the that point about Hollywood blockbusters ruined it, I don't necessarily think that was... That's no, true. I, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I, I, don't, think, I don't think the blockbusters <clears throat> ruined it. And I, I think... You, you want to know what might have ruined it? Paul Flart Mulcorp? Same... No. Same thing we probably would have said for... Kimmy Gibbler Clark uh, Harp, too? Hey man, can't wait. Coming up. Uh, no singing. Um, what I would say is what w- what might have ruined it if if we were going to go look for it would potentially be the rise, just like in video games, the rise of the indie movie. Wait, that killed it? Yeah, because because what I think you would say, I mean, look, what has the cachet among the hipster film elite? these days it's not paul blart mall cop birdman it's certainly not serious seven 
or whatever. Yeah, the fuck Furious Seven. Furious. Furious. Serious Seven. Furious, serious Seven. I was thinking Serious Sam. Oh, yeah, I, I think you why. were. That's weird. That's weird. I, there's not even seven of those. Are you anyway, having, are you having a stroke? Oh my god! <laughs> wow, I gotta sleep uh, more. So you know, I, the the idea of the independent film becoming really popular and and, and not necessarily really popular in that it uh, grosses the same as a, as a big blockbuster movie, because they don't. But they become part of the public consciousness. Things like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Right? That's good. Um, you know, uh, I just well, saw a fantastic movie that was Australian. In other words, not Hollywood. Uh, called The Babadook, which is the best horror movie I have seen in a long time. I was telling you right before this that Whiplash is probably one of the best movies I've seen in a very long time that came out last year and was up there for Best Picture. Uh, I suggest everyone watch that. I mean, and that, and that you know, going back to uh, Grubba made a comment, Top Box Office isn't truthfully indicative of creativity last year, for instance. True. Whiplash, Birdman, Boyhood. It took 12 years to make uh, Nightcrawler and a bunch of other good movies. And yeah. that, I think, really is the takeaway. And we didn't even really touch on this, but yes, with video games as well, um, we might have a lot of crap and a lot of derivative stuff. Even though I think some of the quote-unquote derivative stuff is good, a lot of those Marvel movies, for example, are very good. Uh, Big Hero Six. Who who would say Peter Jackson's adaptation of of you know the Lord of the Rings isn't good? Exactly. Who would say that? Exactly. Hobbit, maybe less so. But regardless, uh, my point is that even if you take any sort of sequel or adaptation or remake as automatically bad. There are still lots of really good movies that are out there. They might not get all of the total, you know, the big gross of the summer or whatever, uh, domestic gross what, or, or worldwide gross, but they're still being made. There's lots of pie to go around. Same thing with video games. The yep. rise of the, you know, you're going to have your Assassin's Creed 52 and your Call of Duty, watch them boobies. Uh, right. But you're also going to seven. Yeah, for your serious 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 Sam seven. <laughs> serious rise serious of, today. Rise of the mall cop. But I mean, you're you're the Death rise. The rise. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> the the rise of both independent video games and movies and lots of other media. It's so easy, relatively, than it was thirty, twenty, ten years yeah. ago to come out with yeah. independent stuff. It's out there. Just enjoy that. I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong and, and and imminently collapsible about Hollywood or even necessarily video game industry though we've discussed that as well um, it's possible I don't think it's inevitable yep I'll, I'll put it that way I agree and and who who among us isn't happy especially seeing some of the trailers of that they are making more Star Wars movies and that they look to be pretty good right so these are the kind of things that result when you have, you know, I mean, Star Wars wouldn't be what it is today if George Lucas couldn't find a way to sell it to us all, right? So um, He's a good here we are, things. right? I, 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 I like what you're saying and that you're saying kind of embrace the Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Embrace the schlock. Embrace the schlock. Embrace the uh, hack frauds. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere there's a postmodernist uh, philosopher that is... Uh, po- has pointed a gun at his head and is, is threatening to pull the trigger if you if you say embrace the schlock one more time. But anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll let them kill themselves. Uh, but I, I think there is a because I, I, I think at the you know embracing the schlock is one thing, 
Or you can do what most of us do. I'm sorry, I can't say that. I just saw the numbers. You can, you can <laughs> do what most of us that are listening to this podcast do. How's that sound? Which is you just kind of don't see the schlock and you just weed through it and you see like every little, you know, a couple little bits and pieces there to stay culturally relevant, right? That's what we all do. Exactly. And then wait for it to come on Netflix. And, and watch Daredevil. And watch Daredevil. I haven't seen it. Is it good? It's very good. We yeah. are such, in such a golden age of television right now. It's amazing. Oh, but, but I think that's directly, I think that is directly linked to this phenomenon. And I don't know if it's directly linked, but might I be really do because TV, when TV, beca- look, TV became such a draw. I mean, wh- think of what Game of Thrones is at this point. So we're, we're, fu- we're four full seasons in. Mm-hmm. So that's 40 episodes. Four and a half right? now. Now we're halfway through. We're almost halfway through the fifth season. So, you know, almost there's those 44 episodes. That's 44 <laughs> hours. But you know what? That's an adaptation. <laughs> but, but, but wait a minute. But, but, but just hear me out for a second. Okay. If I were to take a concept, an original concept, like something like even, well, I can't even say that. I'm just trying to think of, of like a, a Marco Polo is a, is, a, is a true story. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, my, my point is take, take a, a show out there, right? You know, The Sopranos. Okay. The Sopranos is original content. The Sopranos ran for what? Seven seasons? Six seasons? Six seasons. Something like that. Hundreds of hours. Of, of of actual watching time, viewing time, right? You can't tell that story in a movie. So what happened was, yeah. I think there was this renaissance of television where people, they said all the great auteurs went to TV. <clears throat> like people that, want, people that had a really great original idea, you gotta go make that in TV. You're never gonna yeah. make that movie. You gotta go make it in TV. Game of Thrones would be a terrible movie. It would be a terrible movie. <laughs> so, so this is kind of my point, right? If... It, you can do it as a TV show, but you, and you couldn't have ever done it as a movie. You could have, you would have to do a ton of movies, which is an enormously risky venture. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is the original folks flocked to TV. And so now what we're left with in, certain, in, in some way, shape, or form is that they still have to have something that attracts people. And what attracts people to theaters, by and large, is the Michael Bay big explosion summer movies. And sequels and adaptations. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I think they are directly related. I really do. Okay. I think You're because of the Renaissance point. of TV. Yeah. All those people are out there making making TV shows now. Also, Paul Blart Mall Cop too. Paul Blart Mall Cop too. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think we 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 worked that one over pretty well. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe Hollywood's uh, we maybe Hollywood's lost its way, but they've, they've lost their way right into our hearts. We worked that over like a Floyd Mayweather Pacquiao fight. How you like that? Topical? No. Damn. Not good either. Okay. Um, did you, did you did you watch the fight? No. Okay, I didn't either. Probably a good thing that I didn't. I heard it was not good. Yeah, me too. I I, I almost did. Came very close. Did not do it. Okay. Uh, we're, did, you, we're, did you hear that Tom Brady is apparently the devil? Yes, I did. And, <laughs> and um, because because he asked someone to deflate a, a football to an unknown amount. Yes. Which may or may not be illegal to the rules of football. Therefore, he's the devil. And what it sounds like to me is that he actually asked them to deflate it to a legal amount, and potentially that's what I did, thought too. They did it incorrectly. All right, everyone. Time for sports talk radio. The next three hours here on Echo Screen Live. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> the Bad Midler podcast is over. <laughs> now it's the Tom Brady Dreamcast. He's so dreamy. He's so dreamy. Um, all right, let's let's answer some questions. You ready to answer some questions? Let's let's some- let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Before you question. go, let me remind people that uh, you can tweet. You can tweet to uh, it's the Commodore your questions. You can also tweet me. It's just your uh, cookie recipes to rue underscore cotgw on the twitters. Yeah. Also, you can download us as a podcast on iTunes, Android, and Stitcher. Just search for Echo Screen Live. Please rate and review you that that we appreciate you and we love you if you do that, and we hate you if Absolutely. you don't. At the end. That's right. Take that, jerks. Uh, Lupicillo asks, Faru, do you have any experience with a TurboGrafx-16 slash PC engine? Does he? Do I? No. Oh. Uh, I didn't grow up with one. Uh, that is not a common console. But I have, I mean, I, I definitely have played with it before. Um, done a couple of reviews on games for it. Yeah, it's an interesting little system. Although it's a bit of a misnomer because it's really an 8-bit processor it kind of cheats um but um yeah i mean that that's kind of an open-ended question but yeah i mean it it's got some pretty good games on it the, the thing that's ironic is that some of the best games for the system uh, and for the cd uh like the turbo duo add-on the the, the uh, cd uh the best games came out in japan never came out here for some reason that that whole thing was really a botched <laughs> I, I it's that's one of those what the what why why did they do those business decisions kind of kind of deals but man it was going to have some trouble against nintendo and sega at the same time in the west anyway so yeah. all right good we'll see well handled um all right how about this question which i think is fantastic Garrett asks, at what at what point does a video game become an all-time classic, such as Super Mario Brothers for the NES? That's Man, a good question. It's a great question. At and what I'm not, point? Yeah, I mean, how to take that question? Um, here's, here's what I would say. I would say it has it. it it's not that the, the video game character, uh, contrary to what was once thought in the '90s, your character doesn't have to become more popular than Mickey Mouse. That's not right when it becomes an all-time classic. I would say it, it is more about something that becomes very well known among s- expert circles, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two uh, is in some ways uh, very much a, because an all-time classic to me is something that means you it it, it works all times, right? It's not a it's, yeah. it's kind of a timeless classic, right? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say first off, it needs to be like you were saying, it needs to be kind of universally regarded very well. Yes, amongst amongst critics and and yes. and uh, and players. And, there's, and there's not a ton of those when you really think about all the games that have been out there. Right. right. Usually, it, it, if something is regarded as well as either by one or the other, uh, same with like movies, really. But the thing is, and then also after some time, you have to be able to revisit it, and it still it still is fun. It still is exciting, or it still or is, even is magical in a new way. Yeah. Um, which Super Mario Brothers is. I mean, absolutely, it's still great time to play. It is still great. I would even add. It, I don't know if it's necessary, but it definitely helps if it's easily accessible by anyone. Uh, games like Super Mario Brothers, anyone can. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not a gamer, quote unquote, you can pick it up and play it. Yeah. Uh, 
things like that. Um, I always used to love definitely helps. I always used to love uh, playing in a band. You get to sit down with a bunch of people that that know a lot about music and and <clears throat> have been through you know, especially in, in a band like I played with. You know, there were people there that that had been through a couple more cycles <laughs> in playing in a band than I, than I had. And you get to see these people that really know a lot about music, but but that's when you kind of really start to understand the stuff that's really timeless and that really makes an impact. Like, man, isn't this a great? Yeah, it's a great song. We got to play that song. I think it's the same thing with video games. If you get a bunch of people around that know video games, you know, every once in a while somebody's going to say, "Hey, wasn't this great?" And everybody goes, "No, you idiot. That was terrible." <laughs> but but most of the time you're going to say, "Hey, I really love X." Oh, what a great concept. That was so fantastic. Remember the moments with like that kind of thing. You, you just, it has to have that certain reverence among those that know what they're talking about. Not that you or I do. Oh, not not usually. Uh, no. <clears throat> I have a couple things from the chat though. Okay. Uh, our good our good buddy here, Techie, who uh, kind of supports us with the whole you know chat room in in particular. Yes. But he brings up some extra bit about the TG or the TurboGrafx sixteen. Uh, it was a console of extreme JRPGs and space shoot- shooters. Its CPU was derivative of the sixty five hundred two. I love his side note here. Probably the only CPU ever designed in Pennsylvania. <laughs> what, what more do you need to know? Uh, and then also, uh, we don't. We, normally, people are supposed to send you the questions, but I really like this uh, the chat, and I had. I just want to grab it. Um, yep. Ragnarok Tuba asks. Uh, I still pause a game before I turn it off. It makes no sense. Do you have any game quirks? I just that, I, that is a great question. I really like that question because I have a great answer. Uh, well, I think it's going to answer a great answer. Good. Uh, I don't do it anymore, but it took a long time for me to stop. There was a rumor, there are tons of rumors when Pokemon first came out about things you should do or things you could do to, to you know, do better. Catch them all. Yeah, basically to catch them all. One of them <laughs> was like, depending on where you heard the rumor, uh, this is still early days of the internet, so, you know, anything, still Wild West, anything could go, is that when you throw the Pokeball, if you like hit, if you hit and hold the A button, like as... As it opens and and cat to capture the the Pokemon you're trying to catch, then you have an increased chance success rate of catching it. Something like that, something ridiculous like that. I re- I probably most people listening who have ever played the original Pokemon back in the day will remember this. And I think it took me four or five generations. I I knew not long after that was bullcrap, but I kept doing it. It took me about four or five generations before I finally had to mentally stop myself from jamming and holding the A button whenever the Pokeball opened to capture who are the Pokemon I was trying to get. I, it was yeah. completely senseless, but it was just a habit I got into playing the first uh, Pokemon Blue, and, and I couldn't stop until I really... It took a, it took a lot of willpower to stop. That's good. That's a, that is a, that's a good quirk, see? Um, I thought of one while you were saying that... that uh, Oh no! Yeah, I said, you know, oh, I, I love there playing Grand Theft. I love playing Grand Theft Auto, right? And um, this this person I was talking to said, "Oh, I love Grand Theft Auto." You know what I've never done in Grand Theft Auto? Play a mission. Because <laughs> right, all they do is just go around and create havoc and blow things up. Okay, and then you're like, "I'm done." Right. So my quirk, right, is that, um, and this is going to sound really stupid. I obey traffic laws in Grand Theft Auto. 
I am. I'm not uh, even joking. I remember like, that. So I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I do. You know, like I'll, I'll pull up behind, but unless I am like, and of course, if I'm in a mission and I'm trying to outrun the cops, of course, everything goes to hell. I'll drive all over the place. I don't care, right? But, but if I'm just sitting there, you know, I pull out of the Lamborghini in the morning, you know, oh hey, hey what's going on? I'll just hang out on the road, you know. I, I mean, I don't necessarily obey the speed limit, but, but I'll like, you know, stop at red lights, go. You know, if I had a turn signal, I turn on you my turn signal. Or such a loser. I know. I don't know why I do that. I think it's because, if I'm being honest, I, I, I'm just. This is me delving into my psyche here. I think <laughs> the reason I do that is because it it helps me with my immersion. Because if you just run around and just blow everything up, okay, and and everyone around you is going, oh yeah, cool. Like, like, like <laughs> I, I just took a car and flew, hey, the, I flew up the highway and ran into a building and everybody just walks by and goes, oh, wow, the guy must have had a bad day. Like, I mean, like that doesn't, that's not real, you know, it doesn't, it's not real. So I can't, I can't, I just can't get past that. Uh, I just can't. And then I think Grubba had the all time best answer, which was blowing into NES carts still. Yeah, that's a good one. Before putting them in, uh, hardware wise, yeah, that's good. I, I, I and <clears throat> it's come out more recently. Like, oh, don't do that because you're got your moisture and your breath's gonna corrode the contacts. Blah blah blah. Eh, eh. I, I don't think it's gonna do enough to matter. <laughs> and I think actually the moisture might help with the, the contact stuff. I don't know. I'm making up stuff now, but I'm, I'm just not gonna stop blowing into the NES cartridges before yeah, I put them no. in. So there, no. I can't you have to do. It. I really you can't. It's, it's a hard habit to break, as Chicago would say. Um, Alex asks, I'm in a bind and between job offers, would you take a job that you love for less pay over staying at a job you don't like? Hmm. That's See? very interesting. We answer the real questions here. This yeah. Is, we don't waste people's time here. Uh, yeah. I, I, not so much personally dealing with this, but definitely know several people who are in similar situations. How much? Is that doggy in the window? Are we? Are we? How much <laughs> is that doggy in the window? You're doing, rough, rough. So you're doing a uh, William Shatner <laughs> yes. rendition. How much is is that doggy in, in the window? Window. <sighs> <sighs> the one with the waggly tail. <laughs> um. So. I how much money are we talking about? I mean, are we, are we talking yeah, about that's, a that's, drastic <clears throat> difference, or are we talking about like ah? It depends it's on like a lot. 5%, it right? depends on a lot. I mean, yeah. uh, are you going? Yeah, exactly. Uh, if it's like, if it's like ten percent dip, yeah. and you're still able to take care of yourself and/or your family, if necessary, yeah. with that money, then yeah, go for what you want to do. Uh, I would yeah. say in general, you know, if, if you can still pull yourself together uh, financially, uh, go for it. If it's going to be a real hardship, then you also have to take into account other things that are going to suck about your life besides just your job. <clears throat> you know, like, like, like did you go to the gaming as adults panel with PAX where you could plan a budget around uh, the money that you make every you single week. You've appropriately bastard. planned around expenses. Oh, my God. <laughs> it still hurts you. It still hurts. It still hurts. Hey, you know what I think? If the job is is, you said you, you don't like the job. Okay, don't like the job is one thing. If the job is soul crushingly bad, yeah, then definitely start looking for something else. Then you should look for something else, and you probably want to take this other job that you love and get paid less until maybe you can find out what you were doing 
the last job that you didn't like that was soul crushing and maybe find a way to not make it soul crushing. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's a difference between. Eh, I'm not too happy at my job, and I mean, nobody I likes their job. Hate, I mean, I, you know, I like well, it's job. not that nobody likes their job, but well, I mean, you know, there's know, there's it's, levels. It's not it's not binary. It's not on or off. That I love my job or I hate my job. There's definitely levels. If you're at like, eh, I mean, my job's all right. I guess I don't really like it, but I like the money. Then that's that's okay, at least for a little while. But you know, brush up on your skills and see if you can look for something else. But exactly like Commodore said, if it is soul crushing, if you wake up every damn morning and you're like, "Oh God, I have to go to work now, and I hate my life," then yeah. you really need to probably get out of that before right. you hate yourself. Um, unrelated completely, Techie. <clears throat> brings us the knowledge. Uh, blowing an NES cart really does accelerate corrosion. Yeah, it probably does. The best temporary fix for bad contacts is just to wiggle the cartridge at full tension, meaning that the toaster elevator is down. There you go. Also, oh. if you're handy with soldering iron, you can get a new 52-pin, uh, 56-pin connector. A new connector inside the NES. I mean, you can fix that. Yeah, do that. There you go. Do it. Do it, do now. it now. Are you doing it? Do it. Are you doing it? Do it now. Um, here we go. Grubba asks, what popular movies do you just not get? Fast and Furious? And he put it in hard mode. No horror or art house movies. Fast and Furious. Because I, I, I was going to say uh, Dancer in the Dark, which is still is that, to this day the only movie I have out. ever walked out of the theater in the middle of. And didn't I you watch? out of the theater. <laughs> He told that story for like two years straight. Um, did you? Didn't you watch Battlefield Earth with us? I did not. I was not. Oh, I've okay. never seen Battlefield Earth. Uh, okay. I didn't walk out of the theater, but I did fall asleep. I think that's one of the few movie. That's like probably the only movie I've ever fallen asleep in the middle of. Wow, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Was Dancer in the Dark um, a popular movie? Really? It, no, it, it became popular. He said no art house, so I, I, I was joking because I got taken out. Oh, uh, by the um, way, I'm completely far off. It's a 72-pin connector on the NES, and it doesn't need to be soldered. I didn't know that. Okay. I've never actually replaced it myself, as you can tell. I'm something new. I'm, I'm, I sit on a throne of flies. <laughs> uh, um, what popular movies... Oh, you know what popular movie I didn't get? Mm. Avatar. That movie oh. sucked ass. I didn't even bother watching that. That movie was horrible. It sounded it sounded that awful. That bird is a liar. <laughs> did you did you watch it in the IMAX 3D? No. Well, there it. there is a thing that it's, oh, yeah, yeah, right, it seems right. to me it was only worth seeing only yeah. worth seeing in IMAX 3D. Yeah. If not, don't even bother. Yeah, don't don't even bother. Right? Why, why even go see the spectacle? Avatar sucks. It's terrible. It's a terrible movie. It's it's a movie that. A lot of people saw and said, oh, wow, this is going to change cinema. And you'll notice no yeah. one talks about Avatar now because it's not going to go down as one it's of the not, best movies of all it's time. It's not worth reviewing. Um, it's, it's terrible. And in the ongoing quest of the NES 72-pin connector that we're talking about on and on in the chat, uh, Techie says, it's about 10 bucks. You can order them online uh, from several retailers. Uh, mm -hmm. does not require soldering. It is a dual-sided C-shaped card edge connector. So, people, you can revitalize your NESs for on the cheap. Uh, <clears throat> he says that the NES side almost never corrodes, so you don't have to worry about cleaning that, which is true. Usually the problem is, though, that the... Uh, I can't remember the technical term, but the, the pins that have to, you know, that clamp onto the card 
in the NES cartridge when you put it in, those can get over time uh, loose. The, the the female slot. The female slot gets loose. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out here. <laughs> and then when that, when that happens, you got to replace it with a newer model. All right, yeah. next question. You put the you take the just jam it in. Um. Uh, let's see. Moki. I know how to pronounce his name because he tells me how to pronounce his name. Moki asks, when do you think superhero movies will lose hmm. popularity? That's Never. a good question. No, I was thinking about that Never. actually because there are a lot Never. of superhero movies. There are a lot of superhero movies coming out in the next few years. Yeah. They're well, not going to slow down anytime soon. Guess what? It was a crap load of superhero movies that came, up, uh, came out in the past three or four years. It's still kind of new and fresh. You just though. love the Avengers. I, what? I did. I did. Spider-Man came out in 2001. Do you realize how long yeah, ago but, that was? No, but the whole Marvel thing is what is is the hotness. It's like yeah. The X-Men not not, the, not, the, not Sony Marvel like Marvel. No, no, I mean the Marvel movies. Yeah. That is being done very well. DC is trying really hard to catch up. It's probably not going to work so well. Yeah, I mean they'll make money, but whatever. Uh <clears throat> Sony already gave up on the Spider on reviving Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, uh, what else you got? Stuff. Anyway, my point is, is that Green Lantern. Yeah, you're gonna see. A, you're gonna see. A, you get. You got to see a lot. You're gonna see a lot more uh, superhero movies in the coming years. When will it, the fatigue really start to set in? My guess is around the, right after Infinity War, the next Avenger movies come out. Nice. Because the first you know, the first wave of, of these, you're not going to so much see Iron Man or, or Thor or Captain America after that. Really? Mm -hmm. I, all these actors can't stick around forever. You're going to start to get a little bit more of the B list characters. People will probably start to care a little bit less. Uh, I'm not going to say necessarily it's going to fall off a cliff, but that's my guess. I mean, plus by that point, you're going to have a bunch of DC movies that may or may not do well. Uh, Fantastic yeah. Four, X Men, etc., etc., etc. The other thing is nothing that, uh, there. Are, there's been a lot of success around comics that are not based around superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think there's you know you still have the kind of comic base, uh, a la The Walking Dead, um, that is not it has nothing to do with superheroes. It's not a superhero comic, but you know an adaptation of it is is incredibly popular. So you know. As long as adaptations can come out of somewhere that aren't just about superheroes, you know, it, that could potentially be a a point that kills it. Mm-hmm. But I agree, you're talking about B characters and C characters, and you know, then eventually you get to orgasmo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pond Life asks, "Do you think, in general, sequels are better or worse than the original movie?" In general, yeah, usually worse. I'd say in general worse, but there's obviously exceptions to that rule. Um, well, apparently you think about the Avengers that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought the new Avengers movie was slightly better than the original. Uh, when I was a kid, I liked Back to the Future two more than Back to the Future, but I've reverted back. I think Back to the Future is better. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is the best of that series. Yep. Most people like Empire Strikes Back 
in the, the Star Matrix Wars trilogy. is the best Matrix movie. By yeah, far. I mean, you can make examples either way, but yeah. I think the majority, by a marginally slim margin, shut up. Is, I, don't, I don't think it's probably marginally. I think it's probably. I think it's a somewhat. I think it's a. I think it's a more surprisingly slim margin than you'd think. I'm not going to crunch the numbers right now, but yeah. uh, I, I think that in general, the first movies are better. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, even even the Godfather. Most most people think Godfather Two is better than Godfather. I'm not necessarily in that camp, but I can. I'm a, I could see yeah, it. I could yeah. see it. Yeah, that at least makes that at least makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um. Then of course you have. Like, for example, something like a James Bond, which has been rebooted so many times that it's difficult to, yeah. like, Dr. No is not anywhere close to the best James Bond movie. Dr. Not the best James Bond movie, you mean? You're damn right. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited okay. for, speaking of remakes and sequels, I am actually really excited for Spectre. I think it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, me too. You, got, too. you got What's-His-Face there. What's-His-Face. Klaus, Klaus, Klaus Kinski. And what's what's his face? The James Bond guy, uh, Boob McShanahan. Yeah, McShanahan, the blonde guy, and and that chick from Penny Dreadful. And uh, it's great. Frank Martin, Dudley Moore, who apparently, by the way, did die in two thousand and two. So oh, did he? he? Well, I mean, someone in the chat said that. I can't verify that. I'm just really. Dudley Moore. I could have nope. sworn he was still alive. He is no more. Oh my he has God! Ceased to exist. He died in New Jersey in two thousand two. Hey man, shouldn't have gone. I told him. How many times did I tell him not to go to New Jersey? Wow. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's Shocked. let's 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 wrap this thing up, man. We you know we, we've been we've been we're not at an hour and forty five yet, but we're gonna get there. If we keep going. Uh, um, heart bypass died as a result of pneumonia. To be fair, that was not long after September 11th. News was mostly pre... Not pneumonia related. Not pneumonia related. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Last question. Uh, let's see. Um, Anuvong, good friend of the program, Anuvong, asked... Because, I mean, at this point, if he's not a, afraid of me mispronouncing his name and i'm glad he stuck with us this long do you guys feel like video games released since 2005 cater more toward children and teen gamers or adult gamers um children and teen gamers although i'm not sure i would start at 2005 if you're arbitrarily starting in 2005 i think that rule holds i would probably go back a lot farther i would go back a bit further i would say up until up until the mid 90s or so i think games were mostly targeted at children well, well it's, it's okay okay it's hard it's hard you have G- arc- games begin as completely 100% catered toward adults exactly I mean, in the arcades in the arcade and and just the bar tops and everything so let's else. talk home consoles yeah okay all for right the most so let's, part. all right all right fine so consoles consoles geared toward children yes i think they actually did start because because like oh man early console history is difficult to kind of figure out who they were targeting yeah i mean Um, watch an atari commercial from the 70s it was yes children yes dorks yes people who actually had computers back then stuff like that fathers with sweaters yeah, uh, um, when Nintendo came, when the NES came out, it was definitely more toward children. Yes. Same with the Super Nintendo and the Genesis. It was children. 
uh, slightly older children. <clears throat> and then they started following that demographic as they aged. By the time the mid-90s came out, all those kids that grew up with the NES now were teenagers. And it was like, oh, it was like, play it loud. And, you know, Sega doesn't, Nintendo don't. And look, blood and Mortal Kombat, blah, blah, blah. And it started to get yeah. a little bit more geared toward the older in general. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, PlayStation and such like that. Now we're in the time where I think the most marketing dollars are geared toward teenagers. And I think that's mostly because they have the time to play the games. That that's it. You know, I, they'll I, go out and buy uh, Paul Blart Call of Duty too. Yes. So, I actually think that you touched on something. Only touched on it, so I'll jump in a little bit deeper here. Is the idea something that happened? I think in 1992, which was the ESRB. As soon as there was a self-policing ratings board, self-assigned. I mean, it isn't police, but self-assigned ratings board. Um. There was a certain level of video game you absolutely could not sell a lot of copies for if it was rated whatever it was. What was it? Uh, whatever the NC-17 equivalent was. Adults only. AO. Ah, yes, yes, yes. If you got an AO rating, you couldn't even sell it in stores and you would never sell a game, right? So at that point, you either had to be mature. And by the way, there's like 20 <laughs> different breeds of mature, right? But most games were, are really geared toward the teen, T for teen, and E for everyone, demographic right and then there are some that are uh, there's like one that's lower than that but anyway point is most games fall into those two categories t for teen and e for everyone because they're the ones that can sell the most copies Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is once you go to a demographic that caters specifically to toward the m for mature you are drastically hurting your capability to sell to as many people as possible well same thing with movies yeah, right. So therefore, for, for most exactly movies, don't want an R rating because they don't then, want an R rating because they'll never get seventeen-year-olds. You know, or they won't get the sixteen-year-olds. I should say they'll get the seventeen-year-olds. They won't get they won't get the the sixteen-year-olds, and they want the sixteen-year-olds to show up to the movie. Yeah. So, same thing with video games. I, I think that's the way it's been for a long time. However, the interesting thing going on today is that um, the demographics of video games are changing a little bit. Just because our generation in many ways was the first generation to be to be born and raised with consoles and not just a, you know an arcade phenomenon or the the fad of video games or what have you and so now that that you know by and large our generation has some kind of tie to video games even as somebody that doesn't even know video games well or doesn't play anything today they played something when they were kids so marketing to that group is much more popular than, you know, and, and therefore adult oriented than ever could have probably happened in the past. Yeah, I agree. You know, we all know video games. We love video games. So if a video game is catered toward us, we'll buy it. And uh, so to re- finish up on the saga of the uh, 72 pin NES connector, <laughs> we have the final word from Techie. Uh, the NES has a, I'm misunderstanding about the NES side. The NES has a card edge, an exposed PCB, that is a mirror image of the NES's card edge. Cart, carts, card edge. The 72 pin connector is female to female. Aha! Sexy. So I was right about the old joining those female slot. Well, yeah, but it's female to female. So joining yeah. those, you know what? I feel stupid. I feel like. 
I should have known this. The NES yeah, uh, joining totally the joining those to card edges. The NES PCB and its side of the tensioned connector tend to be clean, whereas the cartridge PCBs and their side of the tensioned connector tend to be dirty and corroded. That's why wiggling the card helps. Huh. See, I would have. I don't know. It seemed male to me. Whatever. I'm not going to argue anymore because I trust Techie because his name's Techie. Come on. Yeah, come on. How do you disagree with a guy named Techie? <laughs> so there you go. Don't 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 diss technology from a guy named Techie. I still love technology. Always and forever. That's a horrible movie. Okay. What? It's a terrible movie. It's an independent film. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was an MTV movie. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, what the hell was that name? Napoleon Dynamite. That's right. Napoleon. Napoleon. Dynamite. Boring as crap. Napoleon boring as crap. Uncle Rico can throw that. That. <sighs> Good. He's very quotable though. Oh damn! You're fr- I thought you were frozen, and I could talk about how Napoleon Dynamite was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's almost it's- as bad as Usual Suspects. <sighs> oh god. First of all, The Usual Suspects is ten times the movie Napoleon Dynamite is. Second of all, I don't think Napoleon Dynamite was that awful. I'm not going to say I really liked it that much. I'm not saying it's a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I thought it was okay. It was entertaining. Uh, yeah, hey, it's great. Hey, let me lie to you about the whole st- plot of this movie. And what, then... what is a film but lying to you about the entire no. course of the movie? No. That's, that's, kind of, that's kind of the definition of a movie Yeah, when you think about it. You know what? It's like, it's like I, Lord I, of I the Rings. I once told one of my actor friends. It'd be great. What? Yeah. You lie for a living. It'd be great because, you know, like at the end of Lord of the Rings when Bilbo or whoever the hell closes the book and he's like, yeah. ah, that, that's the end of the Lord of the Rings. And then Sam comes in. He's like, hey, Sam, what, what's what's up? He's like, I don't know. What's going on with you, Mr. Frodo? And he's like, I don't know. I just made up a crap load of crap about ring rates and all this stuff. We just and it wouldn't, sat it around and ate poutine. Why would that Why would that diminish it? It would diminish it completely character. because it would be completely made up. But you realize that's what's going to happen at the end of Game of Thrones, right? It's, it's, it's going to be. No. The, the, Yes, the end of Game of Thrones, by what? the way. Just it was, so you know, it was all know. a dream in Tyrion's head, and no, 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 no. he's like an autistic kid Tyrion, with a snow globe? Tyrion isn't real. What I'm, what I'm going to tell you is this. It is, it, Game of Thrones is actually, but nobody knows this. This is an important fact to understand. Game of Thrones is actually the, the precursor to Assassin's Creed. So all I hate of this you so place. much. So someone is going to, is, so we're, we're going to fast forward to this future, right, where someone has written this this narrative and has dreamt it all and written it down in some kind of futuristic machine that sucks memories out of your brain, and that was the narrative of Game of Thrones. You know, there is an interesting. Would that really diminish? If yes. All, if everything I just said. Yes. Would that really diminish? Yes. The story that you. You're an idiot. They don't, it wouldn't. No, yes. it wouldn't at all. Although, wouldn't do that at all. There's an interesting crackpot theory because in the books there is a thing at the Citadel. Uh, where the maesters yes. are called the yep. glass candle. Yes. And it, it lights up without using fire, but yes. no one knows how to make it go. Right. I just read about this. And, very, and very, right at the beginning of a feast for crows. And some people, yeah, there you go. And some people, except somebody saw it light up. If I remember. Correctly. Yeah. There's something, I can't remember the details, but the point is, is that some people are like, Oh, you know what? That sounds like a light bulb. And I was like, ah, oh. Yeah, but regardless, same. usual suspects sucks. Anyway, no, it doesn't. Um. Anyway, all right. Maybe we'll make that the next the next show because didn't we already have that? Didn't we talk about that once? Yeah, but we didn't make that the topic du jour. 
about how usual suspects is terrible well these are this is these are game changers we kind of like fight about, club game changer um I, I dude come on we're, we're, we're gonna figure this out <laughs> we're gonna make oh, it through this we're gonna make it through this okay well, um, welcome to our bet midler podcast welcome to to the three song bet midler podcast um hey we're so glad that you all join us every two weeks now um, we haven't mentioned the fact that we're bi-weekly now been a long time. You have when you talk about being a real podcast, but, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, we're every two weeks. We're having a great time doing it. It's so much better, so much easier. Thank you all for watching, uh, what we do here every two weeks here on the echo screen live, the official podcast, of the clan of the gray wolf. Uh, if you have ideas for the program that you'd like to submit to us, please just let us know. You know how to get a hold of me at it's the Commodore Rue. How would they go about finding you? That's a good question. Uh, you could find me at Rue underscore C-O-T-G-W. Right. Remember, we are actually <laughs> an official podcast now. So if you want to digest us in that way, please feel free to do so. But if you do, make sure to give us a nice rating. That'll get more people watching the show. <sighs> and sharing is caring. Is care. I have each to it. I win. All right. <clears throat> now I will return you all to the silent abyss. That is your lives. Yes. With- uh, for Rue, I am the Commodore from the Clan of the Grey Wolf. This has been the wonderful Echo Screen Live. And there is no reset button. And there are distance. The ocean meets the stream. stream. And eagle takes to flight. From a distance, there's harmony. And it echoes disappointed in your knowledge of Bette Midler for this Midler cast. For the record. Just saying. What the... Yeah.